Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Dermot and Dave's Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. With BioCult Boosted. Ensuring a balanced gut and giving your immune system that extra kick with added vitamin B12. Before we meet our guest today, have a listen to this. It all centers around one fateful night and a reported argument. Now two people are accused of murder and two young children orphaned. She is a former model, her father a former FBI agent. And this morning, both are charged with murdering her husband. Police say Molly Martin's Corbett and Tom Martin's killed Jason Corbett in his home last summer. Well, our next guest has experienced levels of grief that to many of us would be unimaginable. She's most likely known to many of you as the sister of Jason Corbett, the widower who was murdered by his second wife, Molly Martins, and her father, Thomas, as you just heard in that news report there from the States. She has faced down a murder trial, a battle to bring Jason's children home to Ireland, and now a retrial. Tracy has taken what she has learned from her own experiences of grief, both with Jason and other members of her family, and written a new book as a guidebook for others going through something similar. It's called Lost and What It Might What It Taught Me Lost and What It Taught Me About Living. And Tracy is our guest for Mind Yourself. Now, good morning, Tracy. Congratulations on the book. Thank you so much. I'm sure it was uh, a bit of a roller coaster for you writing this book as well. Absolutely. Definitely. I mean, I suppose I didn't go out to write it no more like um, my brother Jason. It was, you know, the experiences and stuff. And I just find writing so cathartic and so helpful um, to me personally. So when I began journaling and writing and making notes and my phone, you know, and putting all those pieces together, that was really the beginning of the book. I'm wary of bringing you through all this again, but I'm conscious that a lot of our listeners may not know Jason's story. Would you mind bringing people up to speed on just what you've all been through? Yeah, well, look, it's, um, you know, I've, I suppose I've lost so many people um, that I love who have died. I've lost a twin. Um, my sister-in-law and dear friend Meg suffered from a fatal asthma attack. And um, her husband, my brother, Jason, um, was murdered by his second wife. And um, we've been caught in a seven-year legal nightmare over my family's campaign for justice. And um, I've also had a wonderful brother-in-law die the following year in August. And just when I thought I'd coped it all life could throw at me, really, the COVID pandemic uh, claimed my mother. The situation you've gone through with Jason, I know there's been a development in that recently. So is there a retrial? Uh, yes, the retrial is um, June 26th and 2023. So I suppose it's important to say that Jason should really be here living among us and raising his children. However, Judge Hall has issued a gag order, so I can't comment on the case specifically, but mm. it's been incredibly difficult circumstances trying to heal and feeling trapped as we have done the past seven years and the meat grinder really that's the judicial system so I'm really grateful for the support we have and continue to receive from all over the world and I I think some of your listeners may relate if it's if they're waiting for an inquest for example you know you're waiting for that door to close because it feels like you're slowly beginning to heal only to have it ripped open again and just so it leaves a family really bereft and shakes the foundation of your world. And speaking of the family, you're a guardian now to Jason's children. How are they coping with all this? 
I am. I'm guardian to both Jack and Sarah. Um, they're really just, you know, taking it one day at a time. I'm just, they're so courageous. I'm so proud of them. And they're my biggest supporters. So we talk a lot in our, in our family and express ourselves. And we've learned the value of, of sharing and, and, you know, seeking support from each other. But equally, you know, professional support obviously is so important yeah. when you lose somebody. Yeah, and you do point out in the book that, you know, you're not uh, an expert in terms of emotional behaviour or, or have any psychological qualifications. However, for the reasons you've outlined, you do have a lot of experience of grief and some things have worked for you. And that's what's lovely about the book is that you're giving your experience of things that have helped you through a tremendous amount of grief and difficulty. Um, could you take us through a few of the things that have worked for you, for our listeners who... Uh, either dealing with grief now or may have to in the future? Well, I think definitely the questions we all ask ourselves when we have someone that we love die and certainly the questions I asked myself was, you know, how do I get on with life when, you know, at times I can't even recognise the life that I had been left with and, you know, when somebody dies it's almost without warning and your life just becomes this series of before and after and, uh, Lass and Niven is my roadmap and my guide and how I coped with death in my life. And I'm, you're right, I'm not a psychiatrist or an academic, but I am someone who's li- who has lived experience. So in the book, I do talk about how it was for me and what I experienced and the things that worked for me and the things that didn't. I, I certainly find um, meditation like a, a mist missed the chaos of my life has been a huge support for me um before 2015 I have started it 12 years ago and it's not I don't mean I mean mindfulness and meditation and it might be a minute or or three minutes and for me that has been just a time where I can just take a minute or five minutes out of my day and just try and calm everything you know within me when everything outside me is just you know, just so erratic. So that's really helped. Um, and there are a lot of other supports that I have accessed as well. I list them in, in, in the back of the book um, that I have tried and, you know, talk therapy. There are so many things. So it's it's not one thing specifically. Mm. I don't believe that, you know, it's a recipe for for anyone. You know, there are different things that helps us and different things that have helped me in my grief journey you know at different times you talk about creating a grief ritual could you tell us what that is well it's a book that I put together myself for a roadmap really which is when I felt well um, I did some courses on that way back just you know around bereavement and wellness recovery action planning and when I felt well after I had lost mags I recognized that I needed you know, to be able to find things that would help myself. So I made a plan and noted the things and the signs where I recognised within myself that I needed to get support or reach out or, or call somebody. So I put it together. It's like a, a little box and notes and just for myself. So when I feel that things, you know, are kind of becoming overwhelming and that I, I have... You know, I go back and I I refer to this and take the steps to try and support myself and talk to someone that I I love and who cares about me to, you know, know that I'm I'm feeling like this. 
You say no two grief journeys are the same. I think that's really important because, uh, you know, as you say, one of the reasons you wanted to write this book was because there was no grief roadmap that you were aware of and uh, you thought people could benefit from your experience. Um, I like that you say, I've come to realise that the seven stages of grief are bullshit. Um, That's something that we do here, that these things, you know, now you should be experiencing this and in three weeks you'll experience that. Um, Explain that to us. I don't feel, I've never felt that there has been stages. It's just, or that, you know, grief is the price we pay for love. I mean, who would want to inflict that pain on somebody, you know, that they love? I, I just don't understand it. So for me, um, and in my experience, you know, I've it could be a sense of smell, you know, or, you know, that just triggers a memory you know, straight away, like a couple of weeks ago, you know, Sarah and I opened up a suitcase that Jason had put together um, of Mags's um, bits and pieces. And, you know, we found this bottle of his aftershave that she had gifted him and he began to wear all his life. Um, and we shook it and spritzed it. And it was like it just pervaded like my memory and we talked about it afterwards and really brought him back present in around us. And, you know, they're the things that are are just so special, um, you know, and and it was bittersweet and and a beautiful moment. And, you know, it's seven years since he's died, you know, so I guess, you know, that's the thing with different stages. You Mm. never... I certainly, you know, will never get over losing the people that I loved, but I'm I'm learning to live a wholesome and fulfilled life. And I'm really lucky and I acknowledge how lucky I am to have had them in my life. And that's the title of the book is Lost and What It Taught Me About Living. So, I mean, it, is there a single sentence or a single conversation that can explain what it has taught you about living? I think it's taught me the value of a moment. If there's anything, it's those times that um, I've chosen family, if it's overwork or whatever, I've never regretted them. Um, so I just live for today. And I think the other thing I certainly would say is do it now. If there's something you want to do or experience, we need to do it now. We need to live now. Great advice. Mm. Tracy Corbett Lynch, thank you so much for chatting to us so openly and honestly. Loss and What It Taught Me About Living is the book. Uh, you can find it in all good bookshops. Tracy, thank you for chatting to us today on Today FM. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today.